Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Program Perceptions, which is a podcast geared towards dissecting ways we might have been programmed and talking through our perceptions. My name is Dr. Tanisha Barton, and in this episode, it is episode three in um, a mini series that I'm doing called Intentional Finances. Um, and basically, as I've mentioned before, this mini series is really just to help people get a hold of their finances and figure out some things that maybe they could do differently. Um, hopefully learn a thing or two and just be able to feel more secure and comfortable within their finances. Um, I Like I did in episode two, I will talk a little bit about what was mentioned in episode one, what was mentioned in episode two, and then we'll get into what we're talking about in episode three. I do want to let you know um, that this episode is more about once you have figured out your budget and you have extra cash, then what? So to me, this is the fun part. This is why putting a plan in place and having a system that you follow every month gets exciting because the money that you have left over is the fun part. And so um, just to recap, the main things about um, anything finances related, in my personal opinion, is to make sure that you start with the right mindset. Sorry, my watch is talking to me. Um, is to make sure that you start with the right mindset. Remember not to be intimidated, to be very intentional, and to not let the word finances or the things that you don't know about finances impact your ability to be able to learn and grow in this space. Um, the second thing is if you have a partner, make sure your partner is on board. Um, if your partner is not on board, it will be very, 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 very hard for you to do this. Um, if you don't have a partner, but you have friends or a really good support system, parents, whatever, um, make sure that they are um, aware of what you're trying to do and make sure they can be um, really big assets to you and to helping and making sure that you're holding yourself accountable. And then finally, the third thing is remember why you started, always have a goal. Um, it doesn't matter what that goal is. It doesn't matter if your goal is, is, is just saving $1,000 a month um, is your first goal. Um, figure out what your goals are and then figure out how you can get there. So again, it is really important that you have a goal and that you remember why you started because at the end of the day, this is hard, it can get messy. And that could be the difference between you staying on course um, or just falling off because you've realized that you don't even know why you're doing this anyway. So that is the lens and the mindset that I want you to get into. Um, so once you were there, the things I talked about in episode one, plan your finances before your paydays, calendar your paydays, and create a budget. I will not go into detail, but again, if you're listening to episode three, just remember there are two more episodes that you might want to listen to to catch up. So I'll repeat those one more time. Um, plan your finances before paydays, calendar your paydays, and then create a budget. So that was all in episode one. So keep in the same mindset of um, changing your mindset and have, if you have a partner getting them on the same page as you and remember why you started and have a goal. Um, episode two really talked about creating a budget and some, some different ways to create a budget, um, saving for emergencies, having some extra cash on hand for you to, um, just kind of have and, and figure out, you know, what makes the most sense for you to use that money for. Um, and then potentially, automatic withdrawals um, from your checking account to your savings account, which led me to the fourth one that I added in. Um, make sure that you have a checking and a savings account. If you do not have a checking and savings account, like I said in episode two, you really wanna focus on um, opening one of those up. And I talk about all the reasons why this is important um, in episode two. So 
Having said that, and now that we have a little bit, little bit of background, staying with my um, making sure that you have the right mindset, making sure that if you have a partner um, that you're involved in this together, or if you have friends, uh, family members that need to hold you accountable, that you have those. And then number three, making sure that you have a goal, remembering why you started. If you have all of that, um, and you are now listening to three because you're ready to hear what else, what else I have to say next, um, it is going to be what you do once you, um, you once you have your budget, your budget's ready to go, you know where every dollar is going, you know where every, all your money is going, and you realize you have extra money. So the, at the point to where you realize there is extra money, to me, I call that the fun money because that is the money that you're going to use to really chase your goals and to do certain things for you um, so that you're able to live the type of life that you want to live. So one of the things that is important once you have a budget and you've knocked out all your finances is to figure out what you want to do next. Now, some people want to are totally fine being in debt the rest of their lives and they've just decided that they're going to be in debt. They don't really care as long as they have money in their account, they're going to use credit cards and they're going to do their thing. If that is you, you do that. Um, that quite frankly, just saying that out loud gives me a little bit of anxiety. Um, that, yeah. So if you're somebody that you just wanted to know how much money you have at the end and you're good and now you have your budget figured out and you've now figured out that you have an extra $250 so now you can do whatever you want. Cool. Good for you. Um, if you are thinking of, now you want to get off out of debt. Now you want to pay off some bills. Now you want to figure out if you can afford a car. Um, now you want to figure out like, okay, I'm actually good in life. Now I need to reward myself. Um, or now I want to invest. Or now I want to you know, do a college fund. Or now I want to save for a vacation. You cannot do any of those things if you have not gotten a budget together for yourself. So again, if you have your budget, hopefully you have your budget, it's all ironed out and you've realized at the very end of your budget that you have money left over. So here is what I want you to do. Come up with a goal, whatever your goal might be, um, just come up with a goal. And so if your goal, and I'm making this because I hope that majority of you listening to this podcast episode and really quite frankly this mini series is because you want to get out of debt a or b because maybe you want to start saving for a home or maybe you i don't know maybe you it's time for a new car and you've decided that you want to you want to buy a new car maybe that's your goal think about what that goal is and make a list of all the things that are in your way of that goal right it could be i don't make enough money it could very well be, um, quite frankly, I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm doing with my finances. Or it could be, I don't know if I can afford this. Or it could just be, quite frankly, there's a perception in your head that you can only do X thing if you have enough money to do X thing. Okay. So whatever you are thinking of the ways that you are limited in doing what you want to do, have those on the same piece of paper or somewhere that you are flipping through to organize your finances because money is going to help you override those goals or over override those barriers. So that extra money that you're starting to bring in eventually is going to be the reason why some of your, some of your reasons why you can't goes away. Um, 
the one other thing that I want to talk about too is once you have a budget is depending on how much money you have left over, you're going to have to be very specific about what your goals are. For example, if I'm doing a budget and I have $750 left over, I pro it's probably going to be really, really hard for me to save for a house, pay off or save for a house, pay off my car and also pay off my student loans. Like that's a lot of things to do with just $750. So the next thing I'm going to say is list out the things that you want to do with your extra money. So figure out what's important to you. What's number one. Um, if you want to know my opinion, I would always think of the, the easiest win for you, which would be whatever is lower. So if you have a student loans that are 15,000, but your car is 23,000, I would really focus on the lower amount because those easy wins, it's not going to be easy, but the wins will come sooner compared to um, if you do your car or compared to if you're saving for a house, because quite frankly, when you get a house, it's all about debt to income ratio. So if you have a lot of debt, it's going to impact your ability and what you qualify for to get a house. So again, think of this in a way of what makes the most sense because you really want to prioritize what your goals are. And then once you have your goal, um, I'm going to kind of go through this as if your goal um, is to pay off a student loan, your student loan debt. Let's just say you've decided that you want to be, I don't know what the percentage is now. I think it's like maybe 5% or it's a low percentage of people that actually pay off their student loans. But let's say you have determined that you want to pay off your student loans. Cause quite frankly, I'm going to tell you, they do you, they serve you no purpose to have them. So let's say you decide, okay, you know what? I want to pay off my student loans. How would I do that? I'm going to talk you through that. So if you are looking at all of the things that you did previously and you know how much money you have left over, you now have to create something that shows you how much you owe in student loans. So there's so many different ways that student loans are come out these days. So you could have 13 different student loans. You could have two student loans. You could have one student loan. You could have just one large chunk of student loan, or you could have, you know, five different student loans. So let's say you have one chunk student loan. So let's say your student loan is $15,000. Okay. So you would write on your paper, student loan, $15,000. And your goal would be to pay that off. So what you will do is based on the money that you have left over, because we've already figured, figured out our budget, right? And when we did our budget, we, you know, did a zero budget and we realized that at the bottom of the budget, there is still, you know, there's $750 for miscellaneous, right? If I were you, I would take as much money in the miscellaneous category as you can and apply it to that debt every month or every biweekly, however often you have figured out that you have this extra money. Because in your budget, remember in episode two, in your budget, I talked about adding savings in your budget. So if you're adding savings in your budget and you are now at a point where you see everything you owe, so you see your lights, you see your mortgage, you see everything else, and you realize that you have an extra $750 of miscellaneous that you haven't tied to anything because to get your budget to zero, you would have had to say total amount bills um, within a month is $1,500. I bring in $200 or sorry. Yes. $1,500. I bring in $2,000 a month. Um, 
after all of my bills are gone, after I do everything, after I save, because in my opinion, saving is a bill. So if you add your saving in as a bill, because you're saving for emergencies, because that is a part of this process. If you have done that, you then should have extra money left over. And that extra money left over, every single penny of it can go towards your debt. Now, if you were like me and hearing somebody say all of your extra money should go to your debt, I would be a little bit nervous. Um, do something similar to what I did. Apply, you have $500 left over. Um, apply $450 to your debt or apply majority of it to your debt and maybe save yourself 10% of just maybe, right? Just maybe I might need this extra 10%. But whatever you do, if you do not apply all of that extra money into your debt of paying off your student loan, you're doing yourself a disservice. Because if that money just sits in your checking account, you will spend it. It won't just sit there. You will spend it because you will always be thinking of this money you have. Or let's say you have always been thinking about starting a small business, but you have no idea how to even save money to start your own small business. You don't know how that could work. Great. That can be your miscellaneous money. So now that's your goal. So everything that you have left over after you set your budget is going to go to creating your um, small business. If you're somebody that invest money into the stock market. Um, I have a lot of feelings about investing, but I won't bore you with all of my opinions. But I believe that if you are in debt, you need to be very careful about what you're investing in the stock market because quite frankly, you're not, you're not really helping yourself in the sense of you still are carrying debt. So for example, if you have a credit card and you owe, I don't know, your APR is seven or 17%, um, you're paying a lot of money in interest to the bank that you owe your credit card to. But then on the back end, you're making some money here and there in the stock market, but you have to ask yourself if your monthly bill for your credit card I don't know, let's say it's $77 a month. So every month you're paying $77 to MasterCard. But then you look at your stock market and on the stock market that you have invested, you're making $7 or $27 or $50. You're still negative $27 a month. So really look at how you're investing to see if you're making money because there's a lot of people right now who are investing in the stock market because it's a new thing. It's a great buzzword. However, you're, you're out, you're, <laughs> the first thing that came to my head is you're playing yourself because you're working backwards. You're basically, you basically have money that you're thinking is making you money because you're getting some gains. But then when you look at your bills, it's not really making you any money because you're giving it all to a credit card company. So again, if you have written down all of your bills and you you created your budget um, and you have that sheet and you look at it right now and say, okay, well, gosh, my credit cards or, or quite frankly, um, my student loans or whatever, I'm paying $500 in all of these extra things and I'm paying these monthly. The interest is hitting me monthly. 
I'm doing great in the stock market. I might be up a hundred bucks, but man, I don't know about you, but I would rather have that $500 back in my pocket. And then maybe you can then invest the $500 as opposed to small gains and winning little chunks in the stock market. Again, this is Tanisha's opinion. Um, you can obviously do whatever you want. It is your money. But I, I want some of us to realize that getting caught in this investment cycle um, of, you know, playing the market, all of that is great if you don't have any debt. If you have some debt, um, I, I think I would really think about where your money is going as opposed to um, trying so hard to invest, 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 because the reality is you need to invest in yourself first before you go to the stock market. Again, I'm going to get off that soapbox because I have a lot of mixed feelings um, in regards to how people are spending their money while they're carrying this loads of debt. I always say the goal is for you to be wealthy. The goal for you is the goal is for you to have money. The goal for the goal is for you to be stable. The goal is not for you to make sure you stabilize the market. And if you have debt, you're not going to be as successful as you can be because you're basically being weighed down, but you're making sure that you save the market. So I would just really think about where you are financially and really focus on um, your finances. The other thing is too, once you have a budget, you will be able to figure out how much, um, how much extra money you have. And you might realize that you don't have a lot of extra money. And that might be kind of scary for you. So you've got to figure out some things. Look at your budget. See what you can cut. See if there's anything in there that you're like, you know, maybe you got to go without the internet. Uh, okay. who I don't know who going out without the internet is hard. Um, but maybe you go without a subscription or maybe you go without um, your cable bill or maybe there's some tweaks and things that you can do. Um, one of the things that I did whenever I got really serious about paying off my debt um, is there were little things I started to cut off. Like, um, like uh, one of the things I had, I can't think of, I can't think of like how I would describe it. Um, but it was basically money that was just like coming out of my check automatically, um, going through something that I had set up, um, that I didn't even need, but I just was like, Oh, this is kind of cool to set this up. Like I could have it for a rainy day, but what was happening. It was, it was taking out money from my check. So I wasn't getting everything that I needed. And so again, just kind of think through those things. The, the key to all of this is if you, if you have a budget, if you're planning, if you have a budget, if you're thinking through these things, the chances of you messing up become lower because now you're paying attention. And once you start paying attention and once you start associate your money with something important or once you start associating your money with your power, things change a little bit. And so think about how you can empower yourself through managing your money better. Um, I also think that finances can be scary, but the more that you invest to start to understand it, the more that you're investing to start making sense out of what is going on. And quite frankly, the more you start to see things in assets and liabilities, um, that is, once you get to that point, it's life-changing. It, it just is. Um, for example, I have a car right now that is kind of, you know, whatever, it's working, it's fine but the air isn't working, it's winter, so whatever. Um, but technically, I mean, it's fine, but I'm not going to work every day. I'm working from home. I don't drive that often. And quite frankly, a new car is really a liability. It's not really an asset. I'm not really gaining anything. And right now I'm so focused on some other things that I'm like, 
eh, I don't want to focus on a lot, any liabilities right now. My car's working. It's fine. I can put gas in it. It will go. I am going to spend my time focusing on assets. And so again, for me, the end goal is, is assets and liabilities and feeling comfortable talking about your finances, but you cannot feel comfortable with any of these things. If you have not thought through all of the other things and all of the other planning to get a system in place that works for you. One other thing I want to mention, if you are someone who is dating and you are really thinking about um, if this person is the person you might wanna marry or be with forever or whatever your situation, you need to make time to talk to them about your finances, period, full stop. If you don't feel comfortable um, talking to them, like I'm not saying like talk to them and bring you know a binder and talk about how much money you make and your assets and your liabilities. Like that's not what I'm saying. But one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life has been the person that I chose that I was going to marry. And that's my husband. And that's because him and I had these talks and it allowed us to, when we started, when we started to really put ourselves in situations to get rid of all my debt and to do all of these things, it made it so much easier because we were both on board and we were a team. So it's really hard to do some of these things if you don't have a teammate and if your partner is not helpful, I you would want to know that from jump because if from go, it's not good, it's going to be really hard for you as you move forward. And so again, I'll, I'll let you figure out how to have those conversations, but I really think it's important if you just ask somebody like, what is your, what is your financial philosophy? Do you have any debt? Um, what, you know, what do you think? What are some of your financial goals? Um, so again, another little tidbit, I would just make sure that you're having um, those conversations um, often if you are dating or serious with somebody. And quite frankly, if you're married, you need to a hundred percent be having these conversations. Um, so again, that's just my two cents. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it up to you to figure out um, how you want to have those conversations. So, um, Again, in closing, this episode three is really focused on what do you do after you have after you have your budget. Now is the time after your budget to attack, attack, attack. You attack whatever it is that you are trying to pay off, that you are trying to save for. This is this is your moment. This is where the habits are formed. This is where the rewards start to pay off. This should be the easy part because it's extra, right? The muddy, gross part is really getting a system set up. Um, the best part is once you start knowing where things are going and once you start becoming more financially literate and once you start realizing this is my money, this is how much I make. It doesn't matter if you make $50,000 a year. It doesn't matter if you make $150,000 a year. If you don't even know where your money is going, you might as well not even know how much you make a year. It doesn't matter, right? So make sure that you are aware of your money. Make sure you know how much money you have. Um, make sure that once you get that budget figured out, that you start coming up with a goal of your next course of action. This is now what I want to do. My now plan is to attack this certain thing. If I were you, I would attack one thing at a time unless you have, you know, $10,000 extra left that you have a month. Um, and even then, I don't know, it's up to you, but I would focus on one thing because generally if you're focusing on something specific, you can get through that thing and move forward to the next thing a lot quicker. 
Um, so really spend some time thinking about, um, you know, how, how, what you can focus on, what your goal would be. And just remember that you can win at finances. Don't be intimidated. You're going to be fine. Hang in there. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's my episode. Um, that's what I wanted to say in regards to, um, having a budget. The next episode, I'm going to talk, talk a little bit about extra things that you should be doing in regards of knowing your certain situations as far as like your credit report, um, creditors, um, consolidating, um, all of those different buzzwords that we always hear that we're trying to figure out if they're right for us. I'm going to talk about that in episode four. Um, again, I just want to end this by saying you can do this. This is a series about developing good processes and putting things in place to make your finances work for you. So if you're somebody that's struggling at finances, trust me, you are not the only person that is struggling financially in regards to getting things understood. So hopefully you will find this information helpful um, as a means to really help you grow and develop in a, into a person that can really um, monitor their finances and, and win in that aspect. So um, thank you for listening to this episode. If you have questions or any suggestions that you want to make, um, you can follow me on Instagram at, at Dr. Tanisha Barton. Um, you can also look at my, um, my website, programperceptions.com. My Instagram is also program at program perceptions. Um, and so I'm available. I would love to answer any questions. If you want me to go in more, in more depth with anything, I will. Um, but again, really focus on that budget that you set forth and really focus on that extra money that you have, because that extra money is quite frankly, going to be your lifeline and it is your power. Um, so you want to make sure that you have the power and that you're not giving that power to creditors. Um, so that's it for this episode. Remember your perceptions aren't always reality. Sometimes they're the lens in which you have been programmed. Thank you so much for listening.